Star Wars Sessions. Extra! Greetings, Exalted Ones, and welcome to this Star Wars Sessions non-spoiler review of Star Wars The High Republic Light of the Jedi by Charles Saul. You may remember Charles Saul from such Star Wars offerings as Poe Dameron, Obi-Wan and Anakin, Darth Vader, Dark Lord of the Sith, and the rise of Kylo Ren, the man's legend, man's been there and done it in the Star Wars comic world, and this is his first Star Wars novel, so welcome to the party, Charles. I was very excited to see what he came up with uh, with this novel, not just because it was his first Star Wars uh, book, but because I like very much what he's done in the comics, you know, 99% of it, and obviously this is the first novel to kick off the High Republic era. The much celebrated, the much anticipated High Republic era set over 200 years before the events of The Phantom Menace. We're finally diving into something which is far enough removed from what we already know. Now, of course, we're going to get references to planets, to maybe a few characters as well that are going to pop in. But for the vast majority of the High Republic, as far as I'm aware, is going to be a new era. Uh, so again, it's a non-spoiler review. If you haven't been able to pick up the book, go check it out. And when you have done, come back and listen and see if you agree. And before I start, I just want to shout out to Delray UK, uh, Penguin Random House, Star Wars Books for sending the advanced copy of this beast, this bad boy, uh, a couple of weeks ago now, which allowed us to sit down uh, and read The High Republic in advance and managed to soak ourselves in all of its spice early days so thank you so much for that we really do really do appreciate it so the book itself what's it about uh well basically it's it's set in a time when hyperspace is still being explored and tested in a way it's not like how we're used to seeing hyperspace in the skywalker saga and beyond when you can just get in your ship punch in a few coordinates bish bash bosh in hyperspace no this is this is still very much an, an unknown quantity there are hyperspace lanes and yes they get taxed taxation routes are out there there's still hyperspace paths but not quite like what we're used to which i found really interesting and that's one of the pivotal parts of this story but something happens in hyperspace which is known in universe and in the era as the great disaster and this causes cataclysmic damage and chaos and the republic and the jedi have to come together to prevent this uh the republic and jedi work well together anyway the book makes no secret of that the two work well in harmony you know they work to each other's strengths they bolster each other's weaknesses and it's a it's a harmonious relationship but out there in the galaxy in the outer rim where all this is happening something's out there there's something menacing there's something twisted and something angry is out there and it's starting to rear its ugly head into the galaxy and it's very exciting to see what happens uh, and straight up top i had a blast with this book i thought this was a very very good book i for those who know the show know i read all the canon the books the comics the short stories anything the games whatever i can get my hands on just to keep that lore love going and i was really excited to see what uh charles saul and the team would do with this novel to see if it felt different if it felt or did it just feel like what we're used to and i'm happy to say for me it felt very different it still obviously had that intrinsic quality that star wars novels bring but it felt different you could tell this was in a different time not just because we had names that we were not used to and ships and locations which we weren't used to but it just felt different 
And I really, really liked that. And for me, a lot of that was down to the S word, stakes. The book has stakes because I've read all of the other books and I love most of them, pretty much most of them. But in almost all of the books, you can kind of guess what's going to happen to an extent. And by that, I mean it's characters. Uh, I'm looking right now. I've got Bloodline over there by Claudia Gray. Wonderful book. Is Leia going to get blown up? No. Okay, well, that takes all of that out then. Uh, Thrawn, all those books. Is Thrawn going to get blasted in the head? No. Okay, we know what's going to happen there. Resistance Reborn, you know where I'm going with this. So the stakes aren't always there. The stories are, and the existing characters always come to the party, and the the new characters introduced are kind of where we're asked to uh, put our put our faith into and hoping that they survive all of their villains, hope they get blasted. But with this book, I mean, you can probably have a, you can probably guess who may or may not survive straight up, but you don't really get that kind of safety blanket, which I really appreciated. You know, there's a lot of things happen in this book, which I wasn't think I, I wasn't prepared for. I didn't think was going to happen, uh, which is what I like. I like not knowing some things are predictable. Some things you can see from a mile off, that's fine. That's storytelling. I don't. I have no issue with that. It's the things which I didn't see coming which are great. I mentioned in the episode we dropped a couple about a month ago now, where I discussed the first eight chapters of the book, and I mentioned the sort of kind of how heavy it started. You know, it started with death and destruction. And how do I put this? That sound like I could say this, but that was good. In a book called Light of the Jedi, the book started dark and it set the tone. If you're going to call something the Great Disaster. And you want me to get into it and kind of believe that whatever caused this was, you know, more than just nefarious. And you've got to kind of go in swinging. And Charles Saul does that. There's a really kind of like somber, grave tone to the first eight to ten chapters of the book. Along with some hope as we get into it. But I like how they just threw us straight in. They're like, yep, here's the situation. Yeah, somehow you've got to get out of this. And the, and they carried on with that kind of... Uh, feeling as well especially as we got about two-thirds of the way through towards the kind of big finale you still weren't sure where we were going to go in terms of the character fates and I really like that I really like that there was some great action in the book the action sequences are illustrated very well they are detailed well you you can get a picture of what's going on you know you can put yourself in a situation and know what's happening there's sort of mentioned there's some good twists there are twists I think every good story needs something to kind of throw you off balance and Light of the Jedi does have a few of them, which is uh, which was welcome to me. And of course, we're not going to go into what happens at the end or any spoilers, but something big's going down, boyos. Something's happening, and it makes me very excited to see where these stories go. Of course, we've got uh, Into the Dark by Claudia Gray. We've got A Test of Courage by Justina Ireland, also dropping today or very very soon. So that's very exciting. We've got The Rising Storm by Cavan Scott. We've got the comics as well. So I'm really excited as to where they take these stories now because Charles Saul has set a precedent because this book is really good, really good. And his storytelling, the way he manages to convey the feelings and emotions of the situation, whether it's hope, whether it's absolute kind of like ah, chaos or fear or panic, he does a really good job. And I mean that as well. He does a really good job. And that's what kept me really into the story. I never at one point did I think, oh, this is dragging. I absolutely tore through this book. Really enjoyed it. Um, the characters, very good characters. Avar Chris on the front cover there. The, she's our, she's our kind of like lead Jedi in this book. 
she's not front and centre the whole time. It is an ensemble cast. But Avar Chris is kind of the lead of the book, if you will. She was also mentioned in Charles Saul's The Rise of Kylo Ren, which was shown anyway, which is pretty cool. Pretty cool. So tying it in already to the sequel trilogy, Charles Saul had a hand, obviously, in both of these works. Uh, Loden, Great Storm, Bell Zetifar, Tayami, Boyaga, Stellan Geos, who's a bit of a beefcake, Porter Engel, we get all these cool characters, we get the ships, which sound bonkers, the Nile, obviously, we know they're coming, uh, they are, uh, they're a force, put it like that. Uh, so we get some great characters, the setup for the villains is well done, you believe these guys, you believe that they are, or what they are fighting against, or what they believe in. You get it, you get it. You know, you you really you, you believe these guys are what they say they are. So the the Jedi and the Republic are written well. The bad guys are written well. It's not an awful lot wrong with this book, to be honest. Um, you, the Force possibly overused, though. You could obviously reconcile that by saying this is a time when the Jedi were in their pomp. They're in their prime. That's what the High Republic has been sold as. You know, if you you want to see the Jedi when they're at their peak. Here we are, look no further. But um, there were moments when the Force was kind of just used as a get-out-of-jail card, if you will. But again, in the context of the book, did it ruin it? Did it derail it? Did it kind of uh, take away from what was happening? No, but it did notice it, especially as I got further on into the book. Other than that, there wasn't really anything else I disliked about this book. I think it's a wonderful setup for the new era. I think it's a wonderful setup for the characters. I'm so intrigued as to where we go from here. The ending really sets something up here. It really drops a bombshell and you're like, okay, wow, wow, what is this about? So that has got me excited. Uh, a little green geezer turns up, Yoda, we mentioned him. We knew he was in the in the marketing. He's, you know, mentioned a few times, but don't go and expect him to see the little green fella um, jumping around with his lightsaber because you ain't going to get it. But... It's a very good starting point for the High Republic. I had, I was anticipating it. I did have a few fears. I put out a Patreon exclusive of my show, Jibber Jabber, about, wow, about eight months ago now. This year, well, last year, 2020. Thank God it's last year. Feels like it was about 10 years ago. Such was the year itself. But my, and the question I asked on that show was, what happens if the High Republic bombs? What happens if it's just not very good? You know, after all the pomp and ceremony about Un- uh, unraveling and unveiling this new uh, initiative. What happens if it is a bit poo? First book, I laid those fears. So laid those fears. Man, I really can't wait to dive in. I can't wait to sink my teeth into the comics. Obviously, we've got the acolyte of Leslie Hedlund coming at some point in the next few years, set at the end of the High Republic. And what, what's interesting to me is that by the time that show comes out, you know, whether that's next year or within the next 18 months, we're going to be obviously further down the line with the High Republic, so we're going to have a big, a better understanding of what's going on, the state of the galaxy, some of the characters, whether or they show up in Leslie's show. Who knows? We don't know anything about it yet. Or if any of the uh, any of the point, the plot points of the Acolyte play into what's in these books. We know it's a time when the, uh, a dark power is rising in that show. Will it be foreshadowed in these books or comics? I'm excited to find out. So yeah, The Light of the Jedi, the first book of the High Republic. Would I recommend it? Absolutely. Go and get this book. Pick it up wherever you can. Get the audio book. They're always great as well. It's a really, really good start to this 
era. And it's one of my favourite canon books, actually. Of all the ones I love, I love Lost Stars. I love anything Claudia Gray's done. Um, I like to love Aftermath Empire's End. I like Resistance Reborn. Catalyst is Ace and uh, Rebel Rising, the Rogue One tie novel. So many of those novels I love, but I really, really, really enjoy this one as well. It's going up there. Um, so from me, Mr. Cannon of the sessions anyway, the High Republic gets, uh, gets high praise from me. So go check it out. Go pick it up. Go get the book. Check out the audio book. However you listen to your books or however you consume your, uh, books, go get it and uh, let us know what you thought about it because I think this is a really impressive start for the High Republic. So again, let me know what you thought about it. Let Luke know what you thought about it. Luke's going to read this book. You know, I mean, Luke Bly, he doesn't really read Star Wars books. He's going to, he's going to read this book. He's excited and hopefully he likes it as much as I do, but we'll get his reaction at some point. But if you want to let us know what you thought about the book, please do follow us at the search Star Wars sessions on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. We're on there. Or go to our wonderful website, starwarsessions.co.uk. If you like our podcasts on YouTube, audio only, you can do. Just search Star Wars Sessions on YouTube. But do let us know what you thought about the book, because I'd love to chat more about this and where we think it's going to go about the characters, because the possibilities here are I've opened up more than I thought so. And where I mentioned stakes earlier on, and of course we know that this book is set before the Skywalker saga, so we know what comes next. So we know what the next quote-unquote era is, you know. But it does, still doesn't feel to me like there's any kind of foregone conclusions here. Like, oh, I know what's going to happen. This is going to happen. Everyone's going to get wiped out at the end, and it's going to start the Phantom Menace. Uh, it's going to come straight away afterwards. No, I don't. Stakes or not, just because none of these people are around in the Skywalker saga. Remember, this is set 200-something years before the Phantom Menace. So, like... Some of these species would just die off naturally anyway. So that's what I mean about stakes. It's not like, oh, we know they're not going to be around. It's not like um Ezra Bridger or Ahsoka or whatever. Like, where were they during the OT kind of question? It's not, oh, where was Loden Storm during the Phantom Menace and all that? You know, people get old. You know, species species have to get their bus pass at some time. So, uh, again, there are a few other... uh Characters who have we have seen in the Skywalker saga mentioned or name dropped in this book, which I thought was wonderful, really, really cool. But nothing that felt too on the nose, and nothing that felt like oh, we're we're still tying it back into that, we're still flogging that. No, not whatsoever. Nothing like that whatsoever. So don't go into this thinking you're going to get much of the same. Don't go into it thinking it's going to be basically just an appetizer for the Skywalker saga. No, this this is its own beast. Uh, and this is already turning out to be a pretty spicy beast already. So, yeah, as I mentioned, there were the social links, Star Wars sessions all across social media. Let us know what you thought about the book. We'd love to chat some more. Nice one, Charles Saul. Thank you, Del Rey, UK, Penguin, Random House, Star Wars books. Thank you for that. But until next time, for me, see ya. See ya.